Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. Today's episode is brought to you by Windward Hotels and Resorts, a beautiful selection of wedding venues across this fair isle. Covering every single corner of the country, I'm thrilled to have their expert wedding team on board to share their knowledge on the process of booking your wedding venue. I'm joined by some of my favourite venues, including Farnham Estate in Cavan, Ballymascanlan House Hotel in Louth, and of course, Harvey's Point in Donegal. But before we get stuck in, we're going to jump straight over to Andrea in Ballymascanlan House Hotel. Andrea, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Look, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role and the venue? Yeah, so I'm the wedding and events manager in Ballymascanlan House Hotel. So we are a four-star property based in Dundalk County Lade, um, a four-star hotel and golf and leisure club. Um, so we're just one hour from Dublin and the same with Belfast, just off the M1. So we've been doing weddings for over 70 years so it's actually really lovely because I get to plan people's weddings whose parents might have got married here whose grandparents might have got married here so it's actually holds a special place for a lot of people um so it's really exciting for me and we have the most stunning gardens in the hotel um around the hotel we've got a very popular rose garden that people come for walk around and so it is the perfect backdrop for your wedding photographs um so i would deal with the initial inquiry basically from whether that be an email or a phone call um so that would come in to me personally and then we'd arrange to meet the guests whether it be a show around we would take them around the hotel, have a look around, and we'd sit down afterwards then, and we discuss maybe the packages that are in offer, the different pricing that they're able to do, um, and anything, maybe possible dates that they may have in mind to see what will work for them and what will work for them. Okay, so look, and, and I think you've just touched on it there in terms of, I suppose, this this kind of getting started. So so yeah. let's take it back. So a couple gets engaged. So, so now what? What do they do? Okay, so um, like the couple are in their love bubble, as I like to call it. So I think that's the time to sit down and to think, okay, what do we really want for a wedding day? So what type of venue do we want? What are expected numbers? And what's our budget really? Um, And is there a particular type of year that you'd like to get married in? Um, So it's at that stage then they would go on the hunt, I think, really for their wedding venue. So they might know about the venue already if they're at a previous wedding here through word of mouth online um, so they would contact the hotel and arrange a viewing then um, with myself again for the, the finer details of what we have on offer um, so then they'd come in and we'd, we'd do a show around and then sit down and go through everything then with them. Okay and have you found anything like since say COVID have you seen any kind of change in you know in that initial stage in terms of how couples are getting in touch and what they expect and what they're looking for and what they're saying to you in that initial scope? Yeah, no, to be honest, I think people want bigger. Um, I would have thought that people would have likened the smaller weddings. But for us, people want to have the big wedding now, which is fantastic because I didn't want it to go back to a smaller a smaller scale. So it's exciting that people want the big things now again and we're able to do the big weddings for couples. And I suppose with that, the people just appreciate it now because it was so deprived in all yeah, of that time. of course. And so, look, I'm going to jump over to 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 yourself, Danielle, over in Farnham. And you're so, so welcome. Um, last Thank time you. I saw you, we were both um, 
we were both uh, getting through the wedding showcase. Yes. Out in Farnham, we got through it in one piece, just about. We did. <laughs> yeah. Great turnout. Um, and just so everybody knows, Farnham is, is my go-to baby moon um, destination. So I'll be back soon. Um, look, can you tell us a little bit? I obviously know your role and I've, I've seen you in action, but can you tell the listeners a little bit about your role in Farnham Estate as well? Yeah, so um, I suppose I'm one of the wedding coordinators here at Farnham Estate. Um, so I suppose in regard to the estate itself, um, it's set on 1300 acres um, of countryside. I suppose one of the big um, selling points for us as a property here is um, the wedding venue. OK, so it is a self-contained venue. Um, so it is away from the main part of the hotel. Um, so it just means that your drinks reception, um, your dinner service, everything is all within the one contained area. Um, you obviously have your beautiful outside wedding ceremony. Um, so especially for set up and stuff like that, it is amazing. Um, you have ample opportunities for photography. So we've got 11 kilometers of walking trails, um, stunning boathouse and lake. So it means, I suppose, when your bride and grooms or your wedding couples here on the day, they can go off and have ample opportunities for the likes of their photography um, on the day. Again, you also have Farnham House. Um, that's probably another beautiful aspect of the property here. It's over 600 years old. So you've got some lovely drawing rooms in that part of the property um, that you can use then on a day-to-day -day basis then as well. And is that where you'd have kind of arrival reception? Like, can people do that? No, so they'd kind of just use them areas for the likes of their photography. Okay. And then we would have a private area. So we'd have our pre-function um, area where our drinks reception then would take place. Okay, super. And look, um, Andrea just gave us kind of that high level getting started, you know, the couple's initial stage of um, of getting in touch and, and everything like that. And I suppose over to yourself, can you bring us through the show round process and maybe calling out some different things that couples should kind of look out for or maybe ask for um and I suppose another layer on top of that is you know there's the private viewing where they can come and book that and it could be any day of the week that suits them venue may may not be 100% set up every venue tries and does their best but you've got the concept of a showcase can you explain that as well so I'm sorry I've asked you an awful lot of questions yeah there, so I'll, keep you, I'll keep you on track okay so I suppose from the initial viewing again like that you're going to see inquiries coming in be it over the phone or by email we will obviously then set up the viewing for the wedding couple so they will come in and we will do a full tour of the property so we'll show them from obviously the ceremony aspect if that's the option that they're looking at through to the drinks reception and the ballroom and then we will show them aspects of the hotel so obviously Obviously, in Farnham, we've got um, a beautiful indoor and outdoor pool and a Waterman thermal suite. So obviously, when they come for their initial tour, we show them these areas um, and we also show them the old part of the property. So I suppose for us as a wedding venue, a lot of a lot of wedding couples that come here to us, they're not going to just do their wedding day with us. They're going to do a three day event. So normally they're going to be here the night prior, the night of their wedding, and then they're also going to do their day two then with us. Um, one of the big things we are seeing here is that a lot of wedding couples, if they can't get to us and maybe our ballroom isn't completely set up, um, we will obviously offer a virtual tour of the property as well. That tends to work really well. We do. Uh, we have seen an increase in a lot of virtual viewings, even still now ongoing, that you do have a lot of wedding couples. So convenient, maybe can't, isn't it? 
you know? It is amazing. And we have seen it still, even since COVID has kind of obviously kind of taken a little bit of a backseat, we are still seeing um, our virtual tours really still being very popular with wedding couples. And and tell me this, um, you know, is there any drawback on doing the virtual tour versus coming and seeing it in person? Yes, I do think to a certain degree for that for that wedding couple, they physically can't maybe see it themselves. They're seeing it obviously via, you know, a video and we're explaining every aspect. However, the majority of our virtual viewings have been very lucky that they maybe have viewed it in the past they maybe have stayed in Farnham they maybe have taken a look um, but a lot of bri- a lot of wedding couples that we've seen if they have booked their virtual with us and they have proceeded to do a, 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 I suppose book their wedding at Farnham they will then at a future date do a visit then with us in person and then we'll do the show around with them. So that's really interesting because that's almost like there's now another layer to the show around it's like a pre-screen Yes. And, and then it saves yes. everybody time than getting out yes. there and going, oh, maybe that's not for me or maybe, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen now that the fact that yes. I've, I've now come out and, and tell me. So, like, obviously, you've, you've kind of mentioned that Farnham is, you know, it's you guys in particular are looking at a three day event. So the requirement of the couples coming to you are very much looking at, well, how are my guests going to experience this? All of the all of those different things There's a whole other layer on, on, yes. on top of that. But what are those like, are there anything else just that relates specifically to the wedding day itself that are important for couples to consider when they get there and physically on site? I suppose that the concept of the number of guests that they're having, um, like the max capacity that our ballroom from Keisha for is 240. So if you've got a lot of wedding couples and they're coming to view the property, you know, we will always say to them, you know, what is your number like um, in regard to whether or not that we have the capacity to take, you know, that big wedding if they maybe have, I suppose their main aspect as well of the space that they have. So that they look at, okay, are we having a private area? Do we have a private drinks reception? Um, you know, what's the ballroom? Is there natural daylight coming into the ballroom? Is it all, you know, in one part of the building or do we have a separate area for our civil ceremonies? So that for us, you know, I suppose is for the, then when they're looking at it, that it ticks all of the boxes, that when they come, that if they are going to do that three-day event, does people that are here for three days, is there enough, I suppose, activities? Is there enough things for them to do to keep them, you know, Mm -hmm. occupied? And it it really does for us and for the wedding couple, it does tick all the boxes because you have such ample areas, you know, to use in, in the hotel. Okay. And Andrea, would that be the same for yourselves? Yeah, we wouldn't do um, a day two. We only have the one kind of area. So we wouldn't, we do like a small dinner maybe for a day two, but not a big event. I get you. And do you find that with the show rounds, you know, when couples are coming down, like would you, with that in mind and the fact that it's, you know, it's really about that one day, would you find that when couples are coming down, they have a different kind of, um, do they look at things differently when they're coming to view yourselves? Yeah, of course. And, you know, I make it a point to ask them, are they doing a day two? Or, you know, we do have couples that would stay maybe the next night and go to another local area maybe and stay with us as an accommodation. But we would have that discussion from the very get go, you know, and bring it into conversation, you know, what what they're expecting and what they would like for the for the foreseeable, you know, for the few days of the wedding celebrations. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's, I think it, it, it makes perfect sense. And, I know for myself, when I'm talking to couples and things that I kind of recommend is I always Mm. say, try and grab a bite to eat in the venue when you're there, because I actually feel that. Right. So there's there's two sides. 
and people are like how can you really because all you get is the you know the, the 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 pleasant picture of the wedding venue but I, I always say two things, check the toilets and two, check the check, sit down and have a meal, because first of all, you'll see, are they slick at service and is the food good? And if you can yeah. tick those where you don't ha- you're not being shown around and being given, I suppose, the, the, the tour that really gives you an essence of how well, because it should be right end to end in yeah. in the venue. So and it's so important because the main thing you're paying for is really it's, it's obviously the facility, but it's the food. <laughs> Such a plays a big part in it. Um, yeah. And can can back to you, Danielle, can you tell me a little bit? So like how does the private viewing where you're kind of one to one with that couple versus like a showcase day? What makes the showcase day different? And is there a benefit of doing a showcase versus private viewing? What's what's your sentiment on it? Absolutely. Um, I think the main difference from doing a a private show around um, to a wedding showcase is that you're going to have everything on presentation on the day of a wedding showcase so you're going to have all of your food being displayed so wedding couples can come in they can see exactly how food is going to be served and, and presented on the day um, I suppose that's a massive thing for us um, to showcase that also to showcase the ballroom when we do our viewings especially if it's the show rounds and we are extremely busy at the moment so um it's quite good because our ballroom is mainly set nearly every day of the week every day of the week yeah Yeah, (laughs) which is great which is great for us because it's fantastic because we can showcase that exactly as it's set for the days when we are, are quiet and we don't have a wedding our ballroom may not be set so for us to do a showcase it means that we've got our stylist company um, coming in, which we are affiliated with Y Weddings. So they would do the majority of our setup in regard to if wedding couples are looking to do backdrops. Um, it also showcases any sort of arrival food, any sort of arrival drink they want to add in and shows them exactly how it will be the day of their wedding. Brilliant. And um, and look, Samantha, I'm going to jump up to you up in Donegal. And I haven't actually been out myself and uh, my my husband. We were only saying because I was saying we were doing I was doing this podcast. We were trying to remember when was it that we were at. We went to um, very close friends of, of Owens, got married up in Harvey's Point. And it could have been about 10 years ago was the last time we were there. And it just it's always a venue that really sticks in your mind because it's so different and you feel like you've ejected into a different kind of universe when you go up to Harvey's Point and obviously it's such a it has such a great um, reputation for hospitality it's real when you think of Irish hospitality you think of Harvey's Point really don't you it's a veteran in, in that state um, but look Samantha can you tell us then a little bit about your role and tell us about Harvey's Point of course well, um, like the girls, I'm the wedding and events coordinator here in the hotel and I've been doing the weddings here now for about 15 years and um, I'm working in the hotel about 20 odd altogether, but 15 doing the weddings. And as you've said, um, Harvey's Point is in the hills of Donegal, basically. We were established in 1989 by um, a Swiss man that had visions like no other and uh, we joined the Windward Company about three years ago now. Um, when Jody built the hotel originally, it was just a restaurant and a guest house, very small, four bedrooms. And he decided to build a ballroom and the weddings would come. <laughs> and by God, they, they came. Did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, they, in fairness to the Gislings, they ran the place very well. They spent years instilling the hospitality end of things. So like our biggest selling point to the hotel is obviously our location. But more than ever, it's our staff. That's what people always refer to and talk about so 
Yeah, it's like everyone, everyone you talk to up in that area, somebody's somebody or somebody within the family, they've all worked or are working in point. It's such a yeah. it's such a community based. It is. Well, that's Johnny Gold. That's Johnny yeah. Gold for you. Everyone thinks we're on the other side of the world, but we're really not. But um, it's a very friendly location. Like and like I said, we're doing weddings now for 30 odd years and no more than Bali Miscallion. We're at the turnaround now where we're marrying children that their parents had been married here before and it's a beautiful thing you know it's just lovely and I have to say I enjoy my job immensely there and speaking of now this is a very very important question for me because one of the one of the main things I remember from the wedding I was at was the separate room for the desserts yes okay is that still going that is still going (laughs) fuck me in gate crash every wedding that is just genius so just for for those who aren't familiar with it you have your ballroom and every other course is table served but by the time it comes to dessert you get to come up off your chair and go into a separate room where it's completely set up in this amazing buffet style for desserts and you can pick whatever you want and I think it was the baked Alaska was the one that at the time was quite the signature, signature yeah. one and the chef is there making it all phenomenal. Yeah, there's like 25, 25 different desserts for them all to choose from. It's definitely a fan favourite. They all, all love it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I got <an> early <laughs> um, Look, if it was there, you know. Um, but so I think coming over to yourself now and and building on um, the conversation, I suppose, with Andrea and Danielle. So yeah. a couple, they've gone through the show around and they're really happy with what they see. So now mm-hmm. you have to get to that next step where it's like they have to physically commit to the hotel. There's the packages, yeah. there's the dates. So so what happens now? Can you break that down and also talk to us a little bit about, if you're happy to do that, about the contract? Because I think yeah. the majority of contracts are the same everywhere you go. Yeah. But can you explain a little bit of what, what couples can expect to see there? Yeah. Well, for us, when we've come to the through the whole showround process and that, um, if they're happy and everything's working out and they've decided on a date that's suitable for them. So for us, we give them a two week grace. So we provisionally hold a date for them for two weeks. And then after the two weeks, if everything has worked out and they can get the arrangements that they need, then it's down to times for deposits and contracts and things like that. So generally, we would try and arrange an appointment where they will come in and they will sit with us. And at that point, we will sit and we will go through the contract. They've already received a copy of it prior as well. So that gives them time to read up and build up on questions and say, I don't understand this. Yeah. Okay. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like to them, it's a massive day. And obviously they're signing a piece of paper that's going to cost them an awful lot of money. So it's nice to sit and run through it with them in person so they feel comfortable and, you know, like for them it's a big day they have to trust us and I think doing things like that helps them develop a trust because they feel that you have taken the time to explain all elements of the contract and like as you say it's rightly so it's probably the same for most properties and like with ours um, what it entails really mainly is we go through the likes of cancellation policies which is very important because our deposits are non-refundable once they sign their contract and the money is paid they're committed to the dates and, and we don't refund. Dates? Are they transferable? Is it? They can, okay. yeah. No, no, absolutely transferable. But just in the event that they decide to not go ahead, then they don't receive their deposits back. So we go through all of that. So it's all outlined. Um, then you're also going through things like what their dates are for their final numbers, their payment plans so that they can pay off along the way. 
And then things as well like contracted bedrooms, what's included for them, the length of time that they have to allocate them and things like that. And then just sort of we things as well, like your timings for the day, like the main timings is more your closing time, like the times bars close, residence bars, all that type of stuff. So really, it's just outlining very important yeah. parts of their day that they know how it's all going to work for them. And Samantha, with with, you know, the way when you're dealing with the couple and you're mm-hmm. and, and couples might want to tweak certain things, they may have specific requests or you might agree a deal or what I know there's not many deals out there at the moment for couples, but um, but you might agree some added value or something in. Should they be getting that written down into that contract or like yeah. emails? OK, or what what way is it best to work? Well, for us, the way we would work it is that we give them a confirmation letter as well that goes along with their contract. And in the confirmation letter, it outlines all of the prices. So we'll outline their agreed package price, their wine price, their room price, and any little agreement that you have done with them, anything at all, it's all wrote into that letter so that they have a copy of it, we have a copy of it, and it just gives them that added security. Exactly. And and I suppose it's really important that they feel heard as well, that absolutely like the things that are important to them have been have been acted on Um, and uh, I suppose this was probably one of the big things that fell out in the last year or or the last two years was really around this kind of because everybody was left going what do we do here with COVID Um, you know and I I don't want to go back down that horrific lane but but the contract just became so important and what became apparent to me was the amount of couples that didn't understand their their contract Um, and and when I would ask the couple saying right um, did you sit down with your coordinator to go through your contract a lot of the time they said no it was emailed to me we signed it and sent it back we didn't really do this and now I don't understand that it's like so it's really reassuring to actually hear that you take couples back in you work through it make sure everybody's on the same page and then they sign it because I think that's really invaluable because it can save an awful lot of misunderstanding and well I thought I was getting this but it's actually yeah. it's in your contract there's nothing worse than that conversation to go yeah. it's in your contract that we can't have a bar till five o'clock in the morning <laughs> like, you know so yeah. it's just really it's 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 definitely really really important and can I ask you going back to um what I was asking Andrea and Danielle around mm-hmm. the show round is there anything else that you feel that couples should you know look out for when they're doing their show round and um things and particularly in 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 advance of signing any contract is there anything that's important from your view like for the show rounds I would always say to couples especially when they make the initial inquiries and things it's like if they could at all possible the best thing is for them to come on their own so if they would come to the appointment first to do the viewing just as a couple yeah, like just so that they can get the proper feel for the place themselves. Like we have a wee show around video that's on our website that I always recommend they have we watch a bit first so that then when they're actually in the property, it all sort of feels a bit more, I don't personal for them as such. Yeah. You know, they can visualize their own day more because not always, as the girl said, it's not always possible that your ballroom's going to be set for these appointments especially for us to do show arounds on a Sunday. We do a car free lunch in the ballroom the worst day that we to come and see it it's okay and Sunday's kind of the key day people want to come and yeah, see it as well it is yeah, but it's... like they and also if they can at all possible come armed with questions themselves yeah. even if it's something that we may have already said to them while we're walking them around ask it again because You're just ticking it off exactly yeah they're going yeah. to leave and you want them to leave 
feeling that they've got all the information that they require. And if they're afraid to ask questions because they think, oh, John, she probably already covered that and I've just forgotten. It doesn't matter. We don't mind being asked the questions twice or three times. It's fine because, you know, it's better that they have the information than not. So I would be of the fact that they should ask as many questions as they want. And there's no wrong questions or there's no silly questions. questions. Absolutely. And they're spending so much money on it. So it's really important that they they are fully clear on what they're buying and what they're getting for that for every euro they're putting into it. And I think that's really, really important. Um, Can I ask this to all of you? So I guess so (laughs) it's really it's really funny, like I get more about more messages about things that go wrong than necessarily go right um (laughs) which is just par for the course but I recently got a really interesting dm and I really understood where she's coming from but this bride to be she said she she asked for my advice about should she go back to the venue she she viewed with some feedback and the feedback that she gave me was actually something I'm seeing pop up quite a lot because I think there is a, that little bit of turbulence in a lot of venues that may not have as long-standing a team as say yourselves um but there you know there's there's high staff turnover rates there's a huge volume of weddings coming through the door and everybody's just trying their best to, to get through it but one of the things that she she said and I know this is controversial so look um <laughs> so of course apologies in advance but there was there was three things but one of the first things she saw was um she was doing kind of the rounds of like a lot of venues and she actively sought out reviews and she went to the typical places where you would find reviews and like wedding directories and stuff like that. And basically everything is a very polished version of events and it's, it's, everything was great. Everything was wonderful. And that's the same if you're booking a hotel or if you're going onto a whirlpool site to buy a washing machine, you're going to get the, you're going to get the most glorious good ones. So what she was asking me was she was like, you know, but then I, I've, I've had conversations with people who I might have known got married in one or two of those venues. And the review was very different from what has been put out there. So like for couples in real life who are who are time limited and are really trying to get a grasp of a venue. And like for me, it's OK if something went wrong on a day, provided it was fixed appropriately. But like how do couples like do you have any tips um of how people can get a real life view of a venue that's that's non-biased it's very clear it gives you absolutely you know a very clear shot of it like is there a way of finding that out you could chat to other wedding couples you know people that have been married in your venue like because i know with covid at the start where you had some of the smaller weddings I had a couple of brides and grooms that didn't want to postpone any longer, but they really weren't keen on the small weddings and they were afraid that it wasn't going to have the same atmosphere. So a few of our weddings that had gone ahead with the smaller numbers, I had approached a few of them and says, look, I have a girl and she really just wants to talk to somebody else that did it. Would you mind if I handed out your number and you had a conversation? And she was quite happy to. The two of them spoke and they were, it, it didn't involve us. It was two of them having a private conversation that we had no idea what each was saying to the other. Yeah. So, it, you know, it gave them, I think, if I think if yeah, they're just it, it if is, they're it's, confused, it's, it's, it's probably. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I think it's hearing from, from somebody else who's at the exact same level as you break it down and the language that you understand. And I, yeah. it's, it's kind of money can't buy almost. Um, um, Andrea and Danielle, do you have any other, any other? Yeah, no, I would say the exact same, you know, 
it's it's important to speak to people who've had their weddings in the venue to to get a full grasp of it. Um, yeah, reviews are fantastic, but then you need that connection. It needs yeah. to all come as one. Yeah, agree. Um, and say for example, if like, is there any kind of techniques apart from you having to introduce um couples to each other? Are there any other techniques of how couples can find other couples that have got married? Like I'm thinking automatically. God, if there was a post on Instagram and they were tagged, they could go and find them through yeah. the photographer or something mm-hmm. like that and just say, do you mind me reaching out to you? Something like that. Can well, we would we we have seen that um, here that you may have, say, so, like, as you said, Sarah, that someone has tagged something on Instagram. Um, and it's actually happened um, with Kira, our wedding coordinator, when she got married here last oh, no year. Way. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I think that was that kind of, you know, she... He was getting these <laughs> private messages, you know, from obviously bride and grooms um, who said, oh, we're getting married in Farnham. So then they knowing. know that she was. No, 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 no. <laughs> they didn't have a clue. But I think it's it was a very good. It was, you know, I suppose asking maybe maybe certain things, not necessarily about, you know, reviews, but certain aspects of maybe what she has done, you know, her, on the day of her wedding. Like, I suppose on our website, you know, every bride and groom that gets married with us, any, I suppose, positive uh, feedback that we get from our bride and grooms we pop it up on our website Naturally, you know so yeah, absolutely and, it, and it's there for them but like that as the other two girls said it is that personal thing that they you know can either you know if they maybe get in touch with us or you know they're asking maybe oh they knew somebody like we've probably seen an uptick in a lot of local weddings right um, okay. because our venue is only 240 so a lot of Cavan weddings, as everybody would know, nearly the whole of Cavan is invited. Of so course. I suppose when COVID came, there was people that, again, maybe were looking at these really big weddings of three, 300 plus, And they maybe said, we're not going to go as big as what we wanted. So we are seeing a lot of a lot more local couples. So there's so a lot that more. word of mouth is just yeah. it's in the it's in the community. Yeah. So and then now that there's breeds a lot more. and breeds and breeds. Yeah, of course. Exactly. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Um. The other issue that she had was she was on show rounds and uh, she visited many venues, but she felt that, you know, that there was a general kind of sense of of uninterest in them as a couple and the money that they're about to spend. She said that, like, there was no flexibility. You'd ask a question like, could I move this chair to here? Like, I'm only saying that (laughs) as as an example. (laughs) And it'd be a straight no, not even like a butter buttering up the no whereas like because we know that we can't do absolutely everything that everybody wants because it might Mm -hmm. be health and safety it might be whatever like you know there's all these different things that people don't understand but it's how you say no for me is 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 the thing but it was all very systematic and they kind of felt that that was just a common thread across um the venues that they visited like you know what do you think of that are you seeing that happening um like this is new to me because I suppose the generation of wedding coordinator that I came from, it was like, you know, the things that you can help with and like, this is their day. You are literally the vehicle for it. You know, it's whatever you can do to assist the couple to make their day special. You you try your best to do that. What what do you think of that? And are you seeing it? I think if you're honest with the couple from the very start, you know, if there's something that you can't do, as you said, there's a way about saying it and you, you have to give the reason why you can't do it, I yeah. think, as well. And it's not just a straight no. Like, you know, we're pretty flexible on most things unless there's something out of the ordinary. I suppose for us, one of the things we're quite strict on is our dinner time. Our dinner time is at yeah. 5.30. So if we get asked, could we have dinner at 6? 
we say, I'm sorry, dinner is a 530. We've got one kitchen, so we need that back for the restaurant. Okay. But with dinner being at just 530, the timings of your day are seamless. Mm-hmm. And we are we are well known for that, which so it is a good point. So I think once you explain it to the couple at the very start, so there's absolutely no surprises along the way. There's a clear understanding and it's said in, in a in a good manner and in a good way that gets the point across. Yeah, of course. And and like the big thing about that as well is, you know, I've no issue with kind of with kind of like this is our one formality and it's like dinner yeah, at half yeah. life because that's when the chef can deliver to the level and the yeah. absolute precision of the highest quality of food for your guests anything yes. over that it's going to deteriorate and, and look I, I think that's it but what what do you think of this kind of um this really systematic kind of approach you need to adapt you know couples are changing like we'll all see it like if you're doing well if we're doing weddings for the last 10 years or whatever couples over the years they all change what they want out of their day will change and venues have to learn to change with them like you can't stay systematic it's very hard to stay that way like there'll always be like you know you'll have to as you rightly said you need to learn a way to say no in a system that it's not necessary that you're telling them no you're explaining why it may not work that way or offer them an alternative to nearly the same as what they're looking for yeah and that's it and I think I think you've, you've you've hit the nail on the head with that because it is very much around that you know, well, what's the alternative? And and an understanding that, look, if we do that, the repercussion of that for the flow of your day will be X, Y, Z. And I, I think there's no there's no there's no shame in that. But it's no. you know this. I think it's how a couple is um, is is met. And I think for me, and I think about the couples I would have dealt with throughout the years. Like it's such like even though I'm doing this every day, right? And I kind of have a prime example of, you know, having a baby, you know, your consultant is doing this oh, snore fest. Yeah, we're going to take the baby out. It's going to be grand where but like this is new to me. So when I'm walking onto that premises and I start to get the butterflies because it's really nice. And then I met very coldly and like realistically, I'm going, I'm going to be spending anything from 10,000 to 20,000, whatever it is here to feed my guests and have a good day. I really want to be treated well. I want to feel like I'm I'm you know, this is so special to them as well. And I think that's probably because it's been so busy and there's a little bit of that lost maybe in, in the mix. But um, like for me, if I walked in anywhere and I don't know about yourselves, but if I walked in somewhere like that and I felt a reception like that, I'd probably leave. I'd walk. Yeah. I like I, I yeah. know a couple of years ago, myself and my sister-in-law, she was looking for her venues and um, there was one venue and they obviously um they knew me I had set up the the show around and like I'm obviously coming from Irish wedding blog who kind of you know talks an awful lot about weddings and like we were brought on the show around and um like that and we're only going back maybe three years ago the or four years ago the wedding coordinator walked like you know 10 steps ahead and we were walking behind and I was going this is not what I'm used to at all and um and then we'd ask the question about like maybe one, two, three, and it was like, no. And it was real like that little Britain computer says no. (laughs) So I just kind of said halfway through it, I saved, because I wouldn't be happy with my sister-in-law booking that venue. I was just like, look, I'm going to save you bother. We were 20 minutes in. I said, it's not for us. We're going to head. And their face dropped. And I was like, see you later. Because I just feel like it's too much money. It doesn't matter how pretty you are, but if you can't get the basics right on making someone feel really warm and welcome, 
you know for such a family occasion like it's so big you know that you want to feel and I and I always feel that if they don't look after you when you walk through the door when they're trying to get you in you're probably not going to be looked after once you sign the sign the contract and I think that says a lot about venues is the first impression but the, the final piece that that she mentioned that she was seeing quite a lot was that they went to loads of showcases. And I think showcases are brilliant because I know for a fact you get to see everything out as it is. It like shortcuts all of the visualization. It's brilliant. But she said that, like, she found the staff were quite unprepared and lacking in knowledge. Like, are you have you heard anything like I know for yourselves because you're local hotels with generations of families working with yourselves. But are you seeing any of that? hearing that from couples who have been to previous places and then coming into yourselves I think it's it's how you, you deliver a wedding showcase you know there is so much there's so much planning in it um and it's a matter of you know explaining all of the aspects of the whole day to your staff of who's on duty that if a wedding couple is coming in and they're asking certain questions that you know the answers you know to it yeah um and that's a big thing, you know, there, if, if your staff isn't going to be told, OK, this is the food we're serving today. These are the canopies and whatnot. It's it's a massive that it's that the staff, it, they don't seem to know what's what's kind of happening in that end of the wedding end of things. Yeah, of course. But look, what's great about today and thank you all so much, because we've gone through the practicalities, those you know really important steps all of the different stages that people need to practically and factually take as they embark on their journey. But we also had the opportunity to kind of tease out some of those more controversial issues that, you know, I suppose couples need to understand and know that they do have options if if they don't get the right feel for a venue. But look, I really want to come back to all of you and get one piece of stellar advice that you would give couples as they start to go on their venue booking journey. So I might start with you, Samantha. Well, for me, as I said, I've already said it, but I do think that the couples should come on their own because at the very start, it's a lot for them to take in. And the more people that are sort of giving them their tidbits of what they should and shouldn't do doesn't allow them the opportunity to put together the day that they want. So if they could go and see all the venues themselves and then if they find ones that they really like that they're putting on like their shortlist, then take like your parents or your chief bridesmaids or whatever it is you want for the second along for the second bit so that they then can tell you if they agree or if there's stuff that they do like or that they don't like but I think the initially is they need to enjoy the process as a couple themselves first and it is such a lovely day out for a couple it is it really really is it's really really nice and what about yourself Andrea um, yeah, pretty similar to Samantha, but I would say do your research, know your minimum and maximum numbers that your venue can do. So, you know, does it cater for your needs before you go and view and get all excited and think you've got these big numbers, but your venue might not be able to cater for those numbers. Yeah. Um, and again, ask all of the questions, whether they're big or small. As Samantha said, no question is a silly question because it all matters at the end of the day. Absolutely. And then over to yourself, Danielle. Uh, so I think as Samantha and Andrea said, um, also I think as well is not rushing into that decision um, mm. of making your decision. I suppose for me and in how I meet with wedding couples, I'm very much will say I'm not in their faces, you know, whereas I, I know myself when I was viewing, 
it's nearly like the, the venue wants to get that wedding on the books, be it a provisional or a definite or a tentative. But I think it's quite nice to have that relaxed feel with the couple, but to make them feel that we're not rushing them into a decision and they don't feel like they're making that decision very, very quickly. So to yeah. take the time and to, to, to look at other venues, if, uh, yeah. if a wedding couple has come to Farnham or, you know, to Harvey's or Ballymiscan and it's the first property they're viewing and they're like, OK, we have to book here. I always say to somebody, you know, are you looking at another venue? And they'd say, oh, we were thinking of. And I'd say, go. I would yeah. always say, go and have a look at that property. Because you need that and to affirm your you decision. Do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's no point in saying, oh, book here, book. It's always good to kind of say, do your research, look at the different venues and then make your final decision then. Absolutely. And I think as well, the, the beauty of a provisional is it's a provisional. You can change yeah. your mind and you can get rid yeah. of that date. Exactly. No yeah. money down. So even if you go to a showcase and you are still going and looking at other venues, you can still hold the date for peace of yeah. mind, particularly yeah. if it's yeah. a busy time. But it doesn't mean that if you go to the next place and you fall in love with that, that you have to keep that. You can. It's a it's a no nonsense, easy get out of jail yeah. card. So but it gives you some sense of assurance. But look, ladies, thank you so much for that. It's been really, really informative. And I know I put a lot of uh, nasty questions to you, so I appreciate that. So, um, so of course, if you want to hear more um, from Harvey's Point, it's harveyspoint.ie or .com. It's, it's both, isn't it? You've got it for both. Well, .com is the best. One. .com is the best one. Um, Danielle for Farnham. Farnham uh, weddings, yeah, or weddings at farnhamestate.ie. They can email you. And Andrea? Yeah. And they can email me, andrea.fin at valleymuscannon.com. Fantastic. Ladies, thank you so much and best of luck on the rest of this wedding season. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Zara. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels. 